Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. My immune system is pint-sized and highly prized. In a city full of positives, I am negative with my opinions on Salt Lake City. (laughs) Wait, but I'm the positive one because I have COVID. Well, had, I don't know, tenses are a thing. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. Consider this the Chris Mahana Kwanzaa special episode because I truly have no idea where I am. And um, breaking news, if you don't follow me on um, Instagram, how dare you? Literally leave this podcast right now and uh, add Dame Galley, hit me a follow. Or on Patreon, you might not know why there's been a little break, but I'm here to tell you. And of course there would be... No one I'd rather go through this COVID journey with, but writer, producer, co-host of the podcast, you might know her from, an OG of the AG, the most important title, Damien Bellino. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, episode 277. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. What a hellmouth we live in. I'm so excited to talk about (laughs) Housewives, for real. I need it. Yeah, let's first start uh, talking about how I have had COVID. Tell me. Let's have that journey. So literally everyone in New York City has it, except for you. Knock on mirror table in my office. Um, it is a virus. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what to say. It feels like a really bad cold or flu, but it honestly, you could be symptomatic. I don't know, guys. Read a book. You you all you know more about it than I do. Everyone in the on this planet that we call Earth for now until Jeff Bezos renames it. Um just everybody probably has more of I don't know. It's like it's a thing. It happened. I'm going to save to my stories all the symptoms, yada, yada, that I did. I was very fortunate to be able to get the, um, the, uh, oh, this is fun. The brain, the brain fog. Oh, my God. You're having brain fog, um, a symptom thank you. of I've COVID. COVID. And also just my brain. Um, So I got that, like, technically experimental because they give you a bunch of paperwork that says, just so you remember, this is all experimental. The um, antibody robot. Treatment. Yeah, the robot antibody treatment. So I'm now 23.6% robot, and I fucking love being a robot. Let me tell you, <laughs> I am, like, oiled up and ready to go. Um, But I feel okay today. This is the first talking. We just had a little shoot the shit catch up before starting, and I have already spoken more than I have in the last week and a half, especially because I did lose my voice for several days. Mm. And... Um, just want to say thank you to all of the AGs for sending me such supportive comments and messages when I announced through uh, Vicky Gumbelson memes and photos that I had COVID and was uh, diagnosed over Christmas. And um, I'm really excited to do some Patreon apps, get those up this week. Um, it's just been crazy. Like you really, the number one thing that I would just recommend to anyone going through this, and you all of my love, first and foremost, is to uh, rest as much as you possibly can. Like, if I wasn't sleeping, I was just in the fetal position, physically resting my body. And um, even though I'm technically out of quarantine, I'm more than likely going to do that for the rest of the today as well. Um, it's just one of those things. It just sucks. It's like you don't think it's going to happen, but it's this, the variant, which I don't technically know that I have it except speaking to my doctor she's like you 100% probably have it because it's just so fucking contagious and so it's like get boosted vaccinated wear a surgical mask say cyanide to cloth ones maybe possibly probably for now and you know do your very best to social distance and everything else and also you can still get it and I don't mean that in any way as anything that could be scary but just to say that it's the life we're living in and um you shouldn't feel shame I hope that anyone out there who may have just tested positive because the numbers are fucking insane right now just know that I without knowing you dear stranger I'm sure you did the very best you did and all you should be focused on right now is getting well and um you know catching up on tv because you're gonna have several days of time so um that's my covid soliloquy anything I missed Damien because I don't remember I watched a lot. I did not have COVID, but I have watched so much television that was really so not um, Housewives at all um, over the year, the week, the year, the week between Christmas and New Year's, which it's is my, been a year. which is it's my favorite time of year um, where I forget which day is which. Um, but I watched a lot of TV. So if you need a recommendation, if you are on lockdown or quarantined and need the recommendations for TV, shoot me a DM or if you just want to talk about TV. 
You know what was so interesting? I had, and thank you to Bravo for not doing new episodes because I would have been Facts. literally fucked. But um, I had no interest in watching Housewives minus Miami. And I watched the new episode of Salt Lake City this morning, which we'll discuss. Um, but and Miami killing it, like the spiritual vaccine, living my best life watching Miami. But I've just been watching like other TV, like British dramas, like random British dramas I haven't heard of that were like wrapped inside a British drama I hadn't heard of wrapped inside an additional British drama I hadn't heard of like random fucking shit I'm also now watching have you heard of that Julia Stiles show what is it like Rialto no that's not it what's a place in the south of France um that could be where this show takes place that's really helpful Riviera, Riviera. It's like super random. I'm on the third season. It it jumped the shark. I don't know. It, it's it's psycho and I highly recommend it. It does not make any sense. It makes all of the sense in the world. So if anybody is looking for a random fucking absolutely not prestige TV recommendation, um, Julia Stiles is absolutely living her best life and I love that for her. Uh, what TV have you been watching? Have you been watching Bravo? Have you been watching other stuff? I watched Miami, allegedly. I don't know. I get confused because I feel like because that, <laughs> because it's not like a, because that show dropped two episodes in the beginning. Like I'm confused how many episodes have been. Um, but I watched The Sex Lives of College Girls. I finally binged. Oh. I finally binged Hacks. I watched oh. all of season two Chef's of Emily Kiss. in Paris. I I watched all of Harlem on Amazon Prime. Um, I started and caught up with a yellow jacket. So I watched a bunch. Of, I watched um, Don't Look Up. I watched Being the Ricardos. Oh, watched it twice. I watched Being watched the Ricardos. Twice. I watched Suffered through. Uh, Lost, The Lost Daughter. So I watched a lot. Oh, my God. I forgot about I'm going to watch The Lost Daughter today. Thank you so much for that. Also, I've heard great things about yellow jackets. Don't tell me anything except that it's on Showtime, which is a wonderful network. Yeah, it's um, it's enjoyable. I highly recommend and it's like scary, suspenseful, right? Like drama, but maybe thrillery. Or definitely, just like heavy definitely thrillery. Okay, so it's about insects in the wild. Isn't a yellow jacket a, a bug? It's a no, bee, it's isn't a, it? I don't even know. I don't know. Inse- I'm not going to. You said not tough. to tell you anything, so I won't tell you anything. Okay, well, I don't want to know what that animal is, guys. Don't slide into my DMs. I think DMs. it's a bee, though. <laughs> I think it's a bee. Um, listen. We have so much to discuss. There's a lot going on. I honestly attempted to take notes, but some of those notes are like, I'm so tired. Where am I? Which is exactly what AGs want to hear. Um, You know, I feel like, can we just talk a little for like eight or nine hours about Salt Lake? Because you said at the top of this that you're like, feeling negative about it and I don't know if that's you being cheeky adorable as you always are or because you're feeling like it's terrible or something I want to I want to know your thoughts like what's the state let's pretend this is a special episode and we're going to call it the state of affairs asterisk how many of these women are currently on in an affair state of situations etc with housewives and whatnot and let's start with Salt Lake um, I was sort of being cheeky. It really just was for, to make my tagline work, but I don't, um, I'm like, and this happens every once in a while on a, on a season of housewives where it's like the OC currently, all of the stakes are really like fascinating, but none of them, I'm sorry. 
I'm doing a pickup as if you would edit. Um, I fe- <laughs> <laughs> we both know I won't. We uh, both know I won't. I feel like on some shows like OC, the stakes feel like high enough to make the show enjoyable, but they don't feel like crazy high. And on Beverly Hills, when they felt really high, they also felt like not personal because it was like Erica's stuff was like in the national news and it was like litigious. So it wasn't like personal. It was like you're being like your husband is being sued. Something about Salt Lake City all feels like, like really dark to me. And I'm having trouble being like, Oh, it's like captivating television, but because it's a reality show, it feels sad. Like Jen Shaw is like not even the beginning of where the drama is. The drama is like surrounded around Mary, who I don't even know if I want to talk about because I find her to be so like stark and troubled. And but also I feel. Yeah. So like Mary and then like Meredith and Mary's dynamic. And like I also I'm also exhausted by Lisa Barlow. Like I'm exhausted by how hard she's working it's exhausting. Like, it's like the least cool thing I've ever seen is somebody work as hard as her. So that's where I'm at, um, which is to say, like, the episode was, like, fascinating, but, like, I didn't want to rewatch it because I was like, it makes me feel not good. I totally hear you on the not good aspect of it. A lot of that, to me, has to do with, like, the Jen Shaw money, please stuff, which I think is tough. Like, I think it's tough. If your mom has been a lifelong educator and is like, I'm going to give you my entire retirement, but we all know in real time Stu's pleaded guilty and like, why are we, aside from the human understandable instinct of like protecting yourself and fighting to the bitter end, which I don't begrudge her for, it's like, how much money are we like how many if if Jen is really concerned about her family's future which I know she genuinely is her son's college which who knows where they were even at with the savings account because I feel like we saw her office and got a pretty good answer for that but like her mom's literal retirement income and ability to survive and feel somewhat comfortable and everything else is on the line for for what reason because It's a very difficult, I would think it would be a very difficult navigation because you want to fight for yourself till the end. But are we skirting around the idea that like Jen's probably going to be going away for a significant period of time? Like how, what is this huge and incredibly expensive trial going to get for your already troubled family like how fucked is that thinking of my I don't know I think it's like a very outsider perspective that I have the benefit of being able to think because I'm not in her position but I I just don't I'm not like seeing the dots connected her mom's I just I I think that's so incredibly serious like even more serious in the college stuff and like coach Shaw being like it's a federal government like I I just think that's so fucked up I just think that's so fucked up and you shouldn't be wearing any jewelry you should be selling it before you take your mom's retirement income sell literally everything and move into a garage there has to be a casita somewhere in Salt Lake City before you take your mom's fucking cash I don't know I know that's interesting she when she and coach Shaw showed up to what event happened I don't even remember what the event oh Whitney's rebrand launch where she (laughs) sold her savings to a rebrand for television so when, she, when 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 Jen Shaw showed up and was like in full glam, full hair, was like wearing a fur, had a bunch of jewelry on, I was like, 
it re- I mean, honestly, it reminded me a lot of Erica, and I, I always had this fantasy. It's like if I was a producer for Beverly Hills, how I would have told Erica, or if I was Erica's like manager, I would have been like, if you're gonna do this show, we're cutting your hair to your chin, you're dyeing your hair brown, you're you're you're, you're like you're making your you're making your Instagram dark, like you're gonna like mm-hmm. you're gonna like intrigue people and make people think that you're really like changing. And I feel like she did the opposite of that, which was, like, posed naked, posted, like, Nokia screenshots, and, like, kept wearing her Cartier ring and all of that. And I feel like Mm. Jen Shaw showing up, I thought the exact same thing, which is, like, we literally just watched a scene not 35 minutes ago of your mom talking about, like, giving you her retirement and, like, how how bleak it all is. And, like, listen, that's, like, that's your relationship with your parent, and I can't, like, judge that her mom's position – or I mean, I can, but I, I'm not going to. But I felt like Jen needs to, like, take the temperature of the room and be like, okay, cool. So maybe I shouldn't, like, be going all out, though, when I'm showing up to things. Like, maybe, I don't know. Jen's thinking might be, I am fighting for my family, and so this is the way to do it. And I, you know, maybe I she's provided for her family, and this is, like, this is what happens when your family member is going through something. I just think from the perspective as you absolutely and so aptly said like taking the temperature in the room like this you're facing such a huge potential sentence that I get why you would fight but I also think like we should not see any of this other stuff now the reason that she might have glam is because she's on this show keeping up appearances obviously totally is the name of is the name of the game I get that she might also think this is a very fucked, distorted view, and I this is said with no criticism of Jen Shaw at all for thinking this way, that it helps her storyline on the show if she's going to go to trial. Like, she has a huge source of income with housewives that she surely doesn't want to lose. I don't think she's fighting for her future to stay on the show. I do also think that she needs the show more than ever. It's like, it's the reason she continued filming the reason Erica continued filming, even after both of their legal teams surely must have said stop doing the show. It's they're in very different circumstances. Erica hasn't been charged with anything, but Jen has been charged as like the ringleader of this decade long federal investigation. And we're hearing about her mom's retirement income in her very fancy house. Like it's just it it it's so deeply feels wrong and I don't mean that in terms of a value judgment against her I just mean it it just feels like literally odd because I do think that she needs money to support her like legal fight but I also wonder how much of that legal fight is based on the idea of trying to salvage the rest of her life which again don't begrudge her for she has every right to spend as much money as she can but like what's what's the cost here like it it just feels like there's a very significant cost and i wonder how much of that cost is already being paid because she's continuing to film the show correct and i think that that is what like what you said about it there's nothing i don't know quote unquote wrong with like her wanting to take a position and say i'm innocent and i'm going to defend myself right. but there of is course. but it's sort of the optics of watching that um and it feels I mean, the charges are against her. They seem real. Her best friend, who now very conveniently is like her employee, the way she's like t- using language to describe him, has made a plea deal. Like all of those things, we know that now in real time. And I think that if she 
the choice to be on camera, and it's the same. I, I, it's either she is not the same as Erica, but it's the same idea that like you're choosing to be on this show still. Like you, if you were concerned about your innocence or concerned about the court of a public opinion, you may have said like I need to take a step away in order to like protect my family, to protect what money I do have because I don't want to be on camera with like all of my stuff. I don't need to hear judgments, but they both chose to stay in their contracts and maybe need to, maybe need to for like other opportunities for relevancy for to feed their fame monster or because of just cold hard cash, like literally, but um it doesn't make it like any like less difficult to watch knowing what one what we know in real time and also two like we're human you you know we can say like don't be judgmental but these people are opening up their lives and part of and part of that is you know assessing and and sussing out how we feel about their own behaviors and for more than her defending herself it's honestly it's the choice to be on camera defending yourself and and watching your mother empty her savings onto your lap and then watching you like Mm -hmm. show up and again like like you said earlier about her and her glam and being on the show like that's so true and i i know that that's true of all of these shows is like i don't know every show is different but they could say like we do they could do their hair and makeup for every episode or it could be like any big event makeup is on us you do your own hair like a lot of these shows have those sorts of deals so the idea that like that judgment is being placed on them from me as well is there but you know it also could just be like uh the terms of the contract you know it just feels bad and her mom's so sweet it was just felt bad <laughs> I think it gets into the conversation of like, what's the cost of fame, which Mm. is the strangest redirect that I'm ever going to say. But here we go. Has there been a bigger fall from grace just in the eyes of the viewership thinking one person was a fucking deity and maybe feeling a different way recently than what is going on with Meredith Marks, who has seemed to make a very strategic decision in supporting Mary at all costs. Please tell me to go fuck myself. And maybe some of that is just a natural progression because of her continued fallout with Lisa. And maybe she really does feel like Mary deserves to have a defender in the room. But it feels like she is making so many moves right now that just do not make sense. It feels I, I am confused and not thrilled with some of the choices that I'm making watching her make on screen. Absolutely. Am I completely wrong? Am I, I could be completely wrong. I don't think you're completely wrong. And I don't I can't imagine many people arguing that you are completely wrong. I mean, I. I'm. I have to say, like from a pure entertainment point of view, I'm glad that she is on Mary's side. I really think it would be absolutely impossible to watch Mary be on an island by herself. It's it's mm-hmm. it's because it's really hard to watch Mary. Um, I mean, I, when Mary's good, like when Mary's funny and like her kooky, like Sonia E. Sonia Morgan E. version of her delusional stuff, love it. But when 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 conflict is around Mary, or when she's saying really cruel, um, racist misogynistic things uh you know fat phobic things it's hard because like she doesn't get it truly I don't think she gets it and it just is like the dramas all surrounded her last night and I was like this is impossible and so I'm glad that Meredith is is her ally for the show purpose for my like love of Meredith it is not good because I don't quite understand how she seems to have such 
lines in the sand about like what she will and won't do. Also, she needs to stop saying she's not going to show up places with Jen Shaw. It's it's not. It was like funny one. It wasn't even funny once, but once okay. It doesn't but. make any sense. She's filming a reality show. Like stop pretending. You if you don't want to film with her, quit the show. Correct. I don't know what to tell Correct. you. Correct. And like you know, and we've seen that happen before with like Tamara and Shannon like not filming with Vicky, and it was so annoying. Mm. I don't need to watch that ever happen again. And also, you need to stop threatening that you're gonna. I don't think anyone on, on Salt Lake City except for maybe Heather has that power at this point so like she needs to stop acting like she's not going to film with um jen shaw mm-hmm. but yeah i i i do i struggle with meredith because i just don't really understand like the logic and i assume i don't know that i think that like mary has something on meredith but i i do think that they have some sort of agreement but again i just don't know that mary seems plugged in enough to like have made a deal with Mer- meredith like over drinks when they weren't filming and they like shook hands to be like okay we have each other's backs this season no matter what but it seems like that. Like, it seems like they made an agreement. And yet they're fighting on social. Like, Meredith was quasi defending herself, I guess, on Twitter, which is that thing I'll never rejoin. But um, watch, I'll be there tomorrow. Um, I did see that about, like, she was, you have it pulled up because it was on your story. Um, You would think I would, but, you know, let's blame COVID. Um, Queens of Bravo had screenshot some of the text messages meredith said in response to everything that happened with jenny in that conversation um she said i i said i would not say that i was trying to articulate that the person community affected by any prejudicial remark is the one who can determine whether it is offensive or not. If Jenny is offended, it is offensive. End of story. And it is not up to me to determine that. I apologize for not communicating this effectively. And for any harm caused by my comment, my intent was truly the opposite. I later talked to Mary one-on-one and she didn't at Mary. Um, in hopes that would be productive, I also made sure Jenny knew that she had my support. Please be patient. And then Mary responded and said, really, Meredith, you had a conversation with me hoping it would be productive. You was there. You seen I was coming from a place of a compliment. Stop acting like you're teaching me. You have your own issues to be productive on. You never have the right answer. Switzerland. Uh, what? At what point did there anything break down or is that just literally happening right now i feel like that's just happening in in real time where i think that mary's probably just trying to call out meredith for trying to like clean up what she said now on twitter even though she didn't do anything in the moment you know and like she's quote unquote selling out her friend who she's who's back she had in that whole scene like well to me nothing matters it happens on social media until it's brought to the show because like that's Mm -hmm. irrelevant like the show filmed and meredith did said nothing so that is where it stands. And I'm not defending Mary in this position at all. It just, I think that like Mary is probably like, okay, well you were there. You saw what happened. You didn't do anything. You're on my side. Now you're trying to be Switzerland. You know, like now you're trying to like play the middle again and not be like, get, she doesn't want anyone to be, she doesn't want to be critiqued. Like Mer- Meredith, uh, it'll be interesting. I just, I, as you were looking for that, I was on Twitter and I saw that someone said that the reunion films, Thursday this week right yeah, yeah which yeah. is interesting I because I feel like everything will be really I mean, this episode was like the last two episodes I guess because the tea party or the outdoor dinner thing picnic whatever that was like an episode to go to right so we've had like two really chaotic Intense. volatile episodes back to back and now they're gonna film the reunion and I guess they'll probably see the rest of the season it'll be interesting though to see how 
it all shakes out. Like, I thought Mary was really woke up last year at the reunion, and I just don't know how she will do this season, though, when there's so much more, like, n- there, like the nuanced conversations about, like, fat phobia or, or being racist towards Asian people or Mexican people. Like, I don't know how she's going to handle those conversations. Hopefully she will just apologize and, like, vow to do better. I think at least in that, those, in, like, that's the best we can hope for. Um, but I'm just worried that she might, like, double down or, like, not make any sense. I'm worried about what, like, big work Meredith is, Meredith is going to use to defend her position. I don't know. That's, like, this is – and I and I don't want to be, like, a Debbie Downer, but, like, this is why this season is just feels hard because, like, that's – this is – none of that is fun. But also I feel weird about, like, Mary's position. Like, we, we don't have any sort of, like, resolution when it comes to Mary and these allegations that have been dangled. And, like, we're only – we're on, like, episode 16 or something, right? Like, we're close to the end of the season if they're filming the reunion. And I just, like, is there going to be any sense of – I don't want to say justice. I don't think that's the right word, but sense of like completion to the allegations that have been brought, like brought against Mary. Like she has, is like dismissing them, which is her prerogative. But I feel like, like, are we going to see Cameron again? Like, I know he's since passed, but I don't know in the timeline of the show. I don't think he has yet. Like, I'm just don't know where that's going. And I feel I've like been trying to sort of seek out like black writers or content creators who, especially who people maybe like grew up in a, in the church who are writing about this, because I also feel weird about all these non-black women attacking the leader of a black church. Who's the only black woman on the show and being like, you're a cult leader. And it's like, Lisa Barlow's a Mormon. And like, to me, and as Heather's brother said an episode ago, like he felt like he escaped a cult. So like the idea that Lisa Barlow is like pushing story about Mary and Cameron and that being a cult feels weird to me when I know that she chose to be a Mormon. And that's, Again, I am not a religious person, so, like, for me, all religion is, like, a little bit cult-like, but I just feel complicated about those dynamics, too. Like, I, I tweeted that, and someone was like, it's not about race, but, of course, somebody has to make it about it. And it's like, well, you can't remove Mary's blackness from who she is. And, like, she can be unwell. She can be deeply traumatized from how she grew up, and she also can be a really, like, uneducated, ignorant, cruel person. Like, all of those things can exist, but she's still a black woman on a show where she's the only black person, and all these people calling her church a cult who all like are like then in another scene talking about their Mormonism, whether they escaped it or whether they like converted to it all just feels I just don't feel like anybody is talking about that in a nuanced way. And I don't think we're ever going to get it unless they brought in someone else. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we're ever going to get it. And I certainly not for Mary. We're going to get it. Well, I Mary could raise it on the reunion. She was very surprising on the last it's reunion true. series because I thought she really. You were like, she's going to you were like, she's going to. I remember we, you texted me because you were like, I, we, I was like, I'm rooting for Mary. And you were like, she's going to be asleep. And then she apparently was awake. <laughs> woke up. She fucking woke up. <laughs> But the thing with Mary is it's like all of those points can be true. Like she can be up to really troubling behavior. And when it comes to being a part of a larger religious construct that stands for really difficult things. I mean, that's I don't know enough about the Church of Latter-day Saints, to be honest, and, and where it is today. But I seemingly know a lot about Mary's church. And so it's like I it's it's all seemingly hypocritical. I would also think. Like, regardless of why Jenny brought those shoes to the event and who inspired them, I don't understand how Lisa gets up in the morning or any of these other people, including most especially Heather, and puts on her $5,000 bag and thinks that she has any position 
that is in any way defensible when it talks about these allegations against Mary because you know what's happening here. She is buying your friendship and you're participating in it. So like when it comes to the level of hypocrisy, you can look at it through the lens of race. You can look at it through the lens of religion. You can look at it through the lens of friendship and you can also look at it through the lens of performance. And it's like all of these women are playing a part. And the craziest part to me is like the fucking Lisa's who I am loving. I am sorry. I love that. Like oh prom so awkward. Aggressive. I died for it. I thought it was so funny, but who are, you know, looking at these women who are all playing the part and some of them are playing a part, playing a part inside of a part. Like the Lisa stuff to me is especially LOL because as she has said so many times as the episodes have aired, like Cameron was a very good friend of hers. So what does that say that he was a really good friend of of yours until you were given a gift? Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it. Like it just, it's like to me, Jenny's the only person who, who gets it? And she's had like its sort of interesting, you know, journey as a first season housewife. I don't know that it's been entirely successful, but I absolutely appreciate her on the show. And I definitely appreciated her thoughts this episode because it feels somewhat ridiculous. All of it feels ridiculous. Yeah, I think, but I have to say that. I thought about that recently, in, especially in relation to Heather, because I saw someone um, like on, I don't know, Twitter or Instagram sort of talking about like, thank God Heather is here to like be like our eyes and like the, the can't, whatever. Like just sort of saying how she is like the most normal person on the show, basically. And, but it was right after that episode aired. And I was like, I don't stand by that because she also accepted a gift. But I'm also glad, like, I think that's what's hard is like the allegations are really dark and serious and Mary seems so like on in left field, but I don't want everyone to be like, well, Mary has to quit the show because like, you know what I mean? Like that's never, it never feels fun for the show when people are like, don't want to film with people. So like, I have to appreciate that everyone's playing ball, but at the same time, you can't act like this person is despicable and then, and then continue to like have tea with them and be like, let's talk about the allegations about how you're a cult leader and awful. Oh, it's not true. Great. Like, let's hang out again. I'll take these shoes. Like, I'm like, it's so weird. Like the allegations just like don't match the level of drama on housewives, you know? And I don't think these women know how to, I don't, and I don't begrudge them. For I begrudge Lisa Barlow for bringing this. it up. Just like, keep it moving. <laughs> no one needed to that talk. Doesn't, wait, that doesn't make sense. What are you saying? You're saying that you don't think that Lisa should have brought this stuff up. That's not in any way what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say double down on it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm joking. I, but I'm saying like the idea that they don't know how to like deal with the severity of the uh, allegations with like being like, great, I'm going to go to lunch with this person and be and, like Whitney's like fighting for her friendship with Mary. And it's like, She's saying basically said, like, I knew all of these allegations about Mary being a cult leader and was playing nice because I love her. But now it's like two episodes in. Everyone's like, Whitney's the best. She knows everything. And she's not like it's like, yes, but also like like the, the, these allegations are too severe for this type of show. <laughs> it's like she can't she can't be on it anymore because otherwise it's like this is all too dark. She can't defend herself because she's not she's not well enough. That's also the trouble with, I mean, from the position of being well enough, I don't know, because I feel like Mary has a lot of agency, as we saw on last season's reunion. And so, like, she has the ability when it comes to her level of ignorance and disinterest in understanding why things that she said are racist. That's another 
side conversation. She's not the first housewife to say racist things and then double down on them or not express understanding of that. She's like the 37th. And that's if I only start with the top 50. So there's that idea, too. And there's also the idea that like housewives wasn't built for fraud. Housewives was built for the idea of being fraudulent in your personal dynamics that your marriage maybe was a fraud, your ability to kiki with this person who you maybe dislike was possibly a fraud, that like maybe some money stuff is a fraud, which is how a lot of people present themselves as look at my bag. Don't worry about the fact that I don't have a savings account, not to borrow from my own life, I could, <laughs> which it couldn't be because I truly don't have bags. But like I You know, like there is the idea of like life is inherently a fraud or which is a very negative presumption of the understanding that we truly have no idea what's going on in someone's life. But to rise to the point that we are on and, you know, we just saw it in Beverly Hills. So maybe that's why we're thinking about it so much now on Salt Lake City. Maybe it's also because the two people who are... uh, assumed and understood to be the heads of these frauds are both cast members it's not the spouse of someone which we've also seen elsewhere it's just a difficult circumstance because we're talking about do you like me as a friend which is seemingly appropriate for the environment of housewives that has developed over time it's just it's a distortion when it's like do you really want to be my friend And also what's going on with your church or with your company because there are allegations or investigations. It's just an odd construct. And when you add on top of that race and questions of or uh, frustrations about racism as exhibited on the show and also an understanding of the nuance when it comes to the Mary stuff like there are many, many layers of this, and it's why I'm so thankful to Andy's girls because it's like we can have these conversations for nine hours. This is going to be a 17-hour episode. Welcome, sit in, you know, drink water, stay hydrated. But, like, I, you know, like, there's just the there's a lot to go around, and I think when it comes into the, like, very illegal or very immoral activity, noting that Mary is the prime person. She didn't create her church it was sort of handed to her who knows what it was like prior but we have an idea of what's going on there and it's not good and we have an idea of what Jen's done and it's not good only one of these people has been charged there's been no you know like we can't put them at the same level because it's very different circumstances but it is just like really difficult environments situations that these shows weren't necessarily built to support we're trying to put a square into a round hole right now it's a, I don't it's know. a, it's a, a lemon and an orange it's and a, a snowflake it's a great point it is it's really you i think though what is interesting about what you just said though it's like if erica was removed from the equation on beverly hills the most recent season i don't know if any of the conflicts or storylines in from an individual perspective were are memorable enough for me to sit here. I mean, you know, it's like Rinna versus Garcelle, okay. Um, If we remove Lisa, I mean, Lisa, if we remove Jen Shaw's allegations from Salt Lake City's most recent season, I think there's a lot still going on between, you know, like Meredith and Lisa and 
everyone versus Mary and Jenny and her husband and Whitney rebranding and spending her savings and Heather and that like her conversation with her brother and her kids. Like I think there's lots Mm -hmm. of conversations, individual storylines and also other conflicts. But if you also remove Mary, then I don't know. Like I don't know. So there's, I agree though that what Miami is doing so well thus far, I know we're not, we're near nearly as many episodes in yet is reminding and also OC, I guess in a way, but Miami, it's like, I didn't watch OG Fabulous. Miami in a really, oh, in a really like, oh, um, it was a much more like, I, I bear, I like know the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like a more of like background on a Sunday Cursory. afternoon. I meant, cursory, I meant. Yeah. What, what did you say? Flippant. I said flippant, but it wasn't the right use of the term. And then I was like, wait, that's adding a negative connotation. What I actually mean is more cursory. It was like a back, it was like a background sh- one for me that I didn't really keep up with, but I'm like really like oh everybody's like rich. I mean rich enough to make it seem fabulous for the show, and like the stakes are high. Like uh, blonde Teresa Judice, what's her name? Alexander Nicole. Uh, no, the OG. Wait, blonde Teresa Alexia. I swear, I like as a person who doesn't know Alexia in a real way from her original season. Well, sometimes I stare at her and I'm like, is she look like Teresa with but blonde hair? And it's I think if you think about it, you might see it. Okay, not in any way regarding her personality. No, 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 not her personality. No, no, no. Very clear. No, no, no. I I totally just mean in the way she looks. I'm so grateful for her because I feel like she has so much Mm -hmm. story going on in her life and her life seems so fabulous and so rich and like. So interesting. And her, yeah. But I I say all of that to say like that when I see Miami and, and to I think a lesser extent OC, it's like this, it's like fights about like the bar and foot massages and who told who what at my party opposed to some things that are like I feel like like you said like people are appalled by Mary's behavior but then are are hanging with her and taking her gifts and something about that feels like oh this is like too dark because like it does make me look at those other women like um, Heather and Whitney who I do think are a little more grounded in reality does make me look at them a little differently to be like well I don't know you're what okay but again it's like the job and then it makes us break the fourth wall but Bravo doesn't want us to do that and I think that that's like the difference is watching women argue about like I didn't like the way Gertie's dressed the bar for my best friend's birthday. It's like also you should have thrown the party then. Um, was like <laughs> it's like it's such a stupid argument that I literally was like annoyed that it was a thing. But there's something yes. fun and like light about that in a way that like lobbing allegations about being a cult leader, but then going to like be like let's get two Rubens and talk about it. <laughs> it's like not as funny, you know. Yeah, I think it's that's also the other layer of tension when you record with someone who you maybe don't like. Like, that's why I appreciated the Gertie Adriana stuff, because I was like, okay, these women don't like each other and are being forced to film at a group event and just don't like each other. And it's more pleasing to the palate to watch that than to watch, as you said, the Whitney stuff of like, Mary, you probably suck. And I like know a lot of stuff, but I really want to be your friend, which could be related to the idea of wanting to be friends with someone and making something work which I get even if they're maybe not great and like whatever and also you're filming with them and you don't know how this storyline is going to play out or whatever totally versus just the idea that like sometimes you don't like people and you have to film a show with them it's the whole fucked logic with Meredith being like but wait I thought I decided that uh Jen should have to film her own group events which is like until your last name is bravo and as we all know it is absolutely marks you're not gonna have that ability so what i like about florida is florida, florida. <laughs> florida. 
is. I love to vacation in Miami, which I do. And also the idea that like it's back to brass tacks, which is like we're having a group event with people we don't like. And isn't that great? And Adriana has always sucked. Adriana has always been a shitty person. She was the first time. Oh, I'm getting a little shitty right now. I can feel it's coursing through my previously COVID seep veins like <laughs> she was always bad the thing with Adriana that made her great is a she's always great TV and that people felt a certain way when it was like her versus Leah Black or her versus Joanna and because Joanna was so obviously a piece of shit sorry apologies to the three people who you know love Joanna I, I don't know I, I, how how could you exist but like you know like there's the idea that like she was always interesting and good for the show and what was so pleasing to me and rewatching Miami which I did today before we recorded to like remind my body sense of memory that things happened um it is the Martina of it all never did I expect that Martina Navratilova would be anything more in terms of housewives than the very successful very famous spouse of a housewife and watching Martina react according to the edit with such displeasure about what Adriana was doing during that dinner was fucking chef's kiss I like kept watching Martina be like "Ooh, I dislike you and I don't know if it's because of your relationship with my wife but I do know that I think you're a bad person and I'm going to let that instinctively reflect over my face was chef's kiss it felt like a return to form which is like someone misbehaving who probably also sucks who sidebar isn't even a full-time housewife in the reboot right isn't Adriana technically she's a, a friend, friend of, of yeah keep her forever she's great tv she doesn't need to be a full-timer but it's just great. It's just fucking great. It's a return to form. OG. It's better than the original. My God. We're all survivors. Um, <laughs> Great. Loved it. Obsessed. Alexia, let's talk for hours. Come on, Andy's Girls. I want to talk to you about Herman. I want to talk to you about that four-hour call with his uh, lover. I want to talk to you about your heart and how wonderful you are and how I think that you're soon-to-be husband is absolutely right to yell at your son Peter and I do think that next episode is going to be tough for you but I think it's important because your older son kind of sucks a little bit and I think we need to have that conversation because I don't think we want to and I know that we don't like when families fight but I sort of agree with Todd which is the first time I've said that about anything from Staten Island but here we are Pete Davidson Staten Island produced a <laughs> second Pete Davidson and his name is Todd and he's very successful okay sorry how to Say it. Okay, say it? I will be interested to see that. I don't. I I do struggle with like people because, yeah, I struggle when people like choose their per person over their kid. But you know, I will. I but will. If your kid sucks, totally. Yeah, her totally. Son is an asshole. Totally. He's always been. Uh, and he's had a lot of challenges and like a lot of stuff. And obviously, with like Frankie's accent, I'm begrudging for that and everything that he went through with his biological father. Right. Really fucks with you and like. But a, but she's still allowed to have agency else. and be a, a, an individual and have a life and happiness. Totally. That, you know, but uh, also, your oldest son sucks, and I can see correct. that as an outsider. Correct. Peter is sucks. But I think he's going to be great. I actually do think. No, I don't. I don't in any way think he's going to like grow out of this. But like maybe. I mean, he's an like, adult now. He's, a, he's well into his 20s and was mayor, is already divorced. So it's not like he's not a kid kid. Wait, what? Her Peter? oldest son. Yeah, he's married. Remember she said he like moved. I don't remember to Paris or something with his wife. And now he's going through a divorce. You missed that part. She said that. Uh, in, in what? Her oldest son. 
just moved Here. back to Miami because he had is like going through a divorce. He was married, I, I think, for like a very short period of time. <laughs> what I just thought. This is so fucked up. My instinct was like, so he's single. <laughs> I'm not in any way. I, I'm sure I'm. I'm the opposite of his. It type. was when they went oh to that God. like Cuban spot, and and she was. Uh, I think she said it in oh, her confessional because he was saying like, "It's my birthday is when you're getting married, and I'm gonna go out of town." And she was in her confessional saying like, "He's had a challenging year. He got. He's getting through a divorce." He just moved back to the States. I just want to hear Alexia, my bilingual queen, just talk about her culture and her family and her love for her family and her fucking mother, who sounds like a goddamn angel. Like, I just, Alexia, who knew this was going to be your journey? But I love it. Come on, Andy's Girls. I'm, I don't, may or may not ask you. I forget things right now. I've had COVID. But, like, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, you're, you should come on. Let's maybe let's record. I recorded with Leah Black in Miami three times. I mean, I can't do that now, but um, spiritually, let's spiritually record in Miami. Okay, Damien, you were going to say something, and I, I wanted 18 monologues, which is very different for Andy's. Girl. I'm into all of it. I think that what my what I was going to say ask you was, so from your perspective as a person who did watch the first iteration of Miami, now currently we have one, two, three, Lisa. Four, five. We have six main housewives and three friends. And I know that they just announced that Beverly Hills is coming back, and that it's like all of the original 15. cast with yeah, a new housewife plus yeah. a new friend and another and like Kathy returning as a friend. And I'm just wondering, like, in your opinion as a scholar of housewives and a historian, yes. do you mm-hmm. feel like these like big casts generally deliver more because there's just more moving parts? Uh, it depends on if the cast is full of shit or not. I don't know. You can have bad seasons with a ton of people. I think it's always helpful when the cast has chemistry. I think that's what was so great about Beverly Hills is I think the cast really does. The cast with Beverly Hills this past season, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I don't in any this is such the terrible turn of phrase like I don't dislike it to add more I think it's a why not add a couple other you know sparkles into the mix and watch those diamonds shine like I have no problem with it and in Miami it works because at the end of the day it's like an ego thing like is Adriana okay being a friend of obviously yes is Marisol okay being a friend of obviously yes because they are friends of and they're filming and I think it it works for the show. Adriana, I think, actually works really well as a friend of, probably better as a friend of than the full-time cast member. And I know that may not make sense to people, but as you said, so it must be true. I'm a scholar and a historian. And I think it works. And it works at Alexia's full-time. It works at Lisa's back full-time. I don't... Do more people always make sense? Like, um... Not always, but it would have helped New York. Totally. Well, and I think about the season that Bethany came back and it was like, there was almost like some redundancies because it felt like Bethany and Heather operated Heather. a similar place on the show. However, that season was also really good. So it's like really the good. critique of really it. Really good. And it was like Dorinda's first season. So it was like another really strong personality, but they also kept Kristen Takeman, which now seems surprising that like they didn't just give her to the axe because they weren't like too many people it was like they kept her maybe but it worked and I feel like when I look at I was like try actually being like I think more often than not it works because Beverly Hills had a great season but obviously like 
Erica can't be the only storyline going into the second season it, because sure. because there's still stuff unraveling. We don't have it's not like we're it's not at the end of her journey, and that probably won't be for a few more years before we have any real answers, and we might never have the answers that people are trying to act like they're going to get. So adding other people to me on Beverly Hills like makes sense now that I'm watching Miami because I'm like great like bring Sheree in. Bring another apparently very rich woman who maybe has like a weird past. Like bring them in because then at least other women can have alliances and it breaks up. I think that like what when these shows get bad is when these allegiances happen and it's like the new people get brought on and they're still in the minority. So like the drama is so imbalanced, you know? I feel like that yeah, was I, I feel like that yeah. was a struggle on Dallas even, not to mention that awful franchise. But I felt like they brought Tiffany in and she somehow to me became like the star for me but it was like the a pre-existing relationships that existed it was like she was on an island with deandra and it was like i don't no one else is on the side of these other assholes but the show can't move forward if the majority of the women decide like we all are friends and we agree even if that what the even if the optics are like they're idiots and they're racist and they're stupid and like they're not fun you know yeah and i just have to say sidebar which you and i have talked about offline Tiffany went on because, you know, you get notifications on Instagram, went on a post of mine from several months ago discussing a variety piece and has responded to many, many comments on the post. So if anybody I didn't honestly read all of them, but I got a bunch of notifications and was like, oh, my God, because Cam went on a podcast and said something I don't even know I honestly thinking about her makes me tired and as we all know that's a symptom of both um COVID fatigue but also surviving that season um but anyway if anybody is interested in her thoughts and feels I was like delighted to see her being so responsive to people and you 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 know because you and I both die for Tiffany that we want her to be the very best and she's like tripling down on um dislike for cam and honestly who doesn't have time for that who can't we can't help but stan we can't help but stan it is always tiffany time you think it's turtle time but i think it's tiffany time in this household um so uh sidebar to that listen before we go we should probably talk about orange county because (sighs) i have a weird question for you oh my god i can't wait it's not it's not the first question. It's not the only question. But I just want to know. I just want to know honestly from you. And you're always honest. That's what I love about you. So many things I love about oh, you. No. But I just want to know your thoughts about Noella. How are we thinking about Noella? I'm so glad and you her asked. time this season... I just want to throw that out there. Not because I have any thoughts. I have none. As we all know, as I've said for the 30th time, I had COVID. My brain is empty now. Okay. It's filling with uh, electrolyte water right now and water water. Okay. So I have a lot of actually, not a lot, but I have a few thoughts about her. And I thought of them specifically like coming into today. Like, oh, I want to talk about Noella. Is she the only, oh no, I guess there's there's three new people because there's Noella, then Dr. Jen, Jen, Noella. And then Nicole, who didn't get a confession. Nicole's blush. Can we explain? Nicole's pink blush. She's like a friend. She, I don't know what the fuck she is it's just i think it's so weird to me that she doesn't have a confessional because she's like a part of the she's like the storyline of the first like four episodes anyway so noella to me like i think there's this element of intrigue to her uh, about her to me because she is 
married to this man who is like a local celebrity and like they all know him and watching Shane be like, I guess he's not sweet anymore was like I, I, <laughs> I love Shane so much. I, was, I love him, my friends. I was like, wow, that is like County. what a fascinating like idea that she is dating this like local or I'm sorry, married to this married local to. this local celebrity and he is like left her high and dry. And we've seen so many wives join the show and end up getting divorced either in their first season or like have like Gina had that mysterious first season where like her husband wasn't on, but they were married and then of course mm. they were getting a divorce. And I love that she's like a black woman. I, I believe she identifies as biracial. And like, I think that that is something that OC, you know, it's like she does seems, it seems natural that she's there. It doesn't feel like they're shoehorning her in as like a quote unquote diversity hire. She seems like she's part of the world. She's very kooky. And like, it's like, does she have money? I don't really know. I'm interested in all of that. But I will say that some of the things that I find intriguing about her, like her bisexuality and her, you know, not being like a, like a white woman, um, there's also this other stuff that's like, I'm crazy. And I feel like it a little bit is um, something about it, like smells like Bronwyn to me, which is to say, and I know that they were and are friends. Like, I think that Bronwyn, as like, honestly, is the connector to all the new women. I think that Nicole, mm-hmm. Jen, and Noella yeah. all have relationships with her. I thought Bronwyn was like a fascinating character because she had a lot of fat kids and had like whatever her, I don't even know what her husband who wore puka shell necklace did. And her mom was like a zany doctor. So like, again, it's like the, the bones of somebody that's interesting, but that is enough. And that has to be enough. And then everything else needs to follow. And when someone comes in and they're like, I'm crazy. It always is a little bit like a, okay. Let's just lean into the stuff about you that makes you different and interesting and smart and funny. And let's not try to like bang over the audience over the head with the idea of like, um, I'm zany. And so that is what I would say I have reservations about her because of that element. But the things that actually make her different are interesting to me. And she got wasted and told Nicole that Heather was a bitch. And I am, I'm into someone coming for Heather Mm -hmm. who's new, because I think that again, sometimes we watch these shows where like, Crystal wasn't going to call Kyle or Lisa Rinna a fucking bitch. It maybe would have made Crystal's first season more memorable. No shade to Crystal. But it's just like when a new woman comes in, if they want to get along with everyone, they go with the flow. So someone getting wasted because their life is crumbling because their husband left them, divorced them, and left to go to Puerto Rico, and then getting wasted and calling the like a the, the number one on the call sheet a fucking mm-hmm. bitch is kind of cool to me. So I'm into it. I might not be on her side in the argument, but I'm here for it. And you could see Heather Dubrow process. <laughs> this new fucking person called me a fake bitch, but I know I have to be sympathetic toward her because she literally just got served divorce papers in Spanish. Like, this whole situation is wild, but what is the most wild is that I am number one on the call sheet, and I'm supposed to pretend that I'm not super fucking pissed behind the scenes and in front of the camera that this person just thought she could come for me and it is like her third day and she cannot, but I'm going to be the bigger, better person. I love watching it. Heather Dubrow be like, I am the one with class while she literally says to <laughs> Shannon for whom sidebar, we all know I stand. She literally looks at this person who has nothing compared to her. I, Shannon's going to do fine in her life, but like, to look at her and be like, I know what Jim Bellino did to you. I know that he almost bankrupted you because you made a fucking joke on a podcast and he sort of nearly entirely ruined your life. Buckle up because I have 
so much more money than him. And I'm telling you, I am looking at you right now and I'm saying, even if it's part of your job scope to talk about me, if you do it in a way that I don't like, I'm going to break you in half. If you essentially do your job, which is talking shit at the end of the day, in a way that I don't like, I am going to make much of my money be redirected to ruining you is such a wild super villain-esque moment. There is no way around saying it, which is why I'm so appreciative for Heather, who I think got confused or maybe is still confused in the way that we all wanted her to come back. I think she thinks that we're all on her side. And that's like not what's happening. I love her and I love her being on the show. But she's making these choices that are like, are you literally Cruella DeVille? Because both of you are brunettes. So like, I don't know what else to say here. What? Like, come on. That was shitty. That was so bad. But it was amazing. It was was amazing. Also, Janet is a labradoodle. Just wanted to be adopted. And she's saying to this dog, like, I'm going to put you down. Like, yeah, but to me, there's. I'm sorry. I disagree. I know you. Dog. I know you stand, Shan, and I know that I've I've heard other folks talk about Heather and like use the word villain. I won't use that word because I don't think that's. Cr- I know we're not supposed to use that word. No, I don't we're care not if we talk use about like women as villains. I know. Oh, I mean, I don't know that I. I just don't think like there's some people that I feel like own that monarch that that title in a way, and I think that others do not. And to me, I mean, it is like a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. How I mean, but I think yeah. that watching their their battle to me is watching. Shannon thought, okay, Vicky and Tamara are gone. Kelly was fired. I'm like the, the I'm the OG that has been like that has been saved. And Gina and Emily are gonna be like my peep, my lackeys because they like they were not fired. And Heather's coming back, and I'm in, I'm gonna get in Heather's good graces so that we run the roost. And Heather was like, I see what you're doing. You think you're number one on the call sheet. I wanted to make it clear to you that I'm that you're not. And to me, that is that power dynamic is interesting. Like. Shannon was producing behind the scenes and got caught. And all of those women sat there and talked about it at no, Shane's. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. I don't think we're that there's gonna... any. I have, to, I have to literally, I'm guys, I'm turning to look at my dresses because I'm trying. I really don't. I mean, listen, I'm not saying I'm it was trying. like, I'm not saying that she was like, ha- had malicious intent. But as you like to say, intent, impact is not equal to intent. And like ha- Shannon ran her mouth, got wasted, didn't pay the fucking bill told Emily and Gina stuff and then they all filmed together and it was like okay we gotta like fix this that's not producing that's Shannon fucking up which I okay she drank too much and she Shannon wasn't thinking I don't, she wasn't thinking we're filming the show the next day Something, and I'm gonna tell no, you a thing about a I'm new saying. cast member who's suing ha- a returning really, cast I, member <laughs> who's 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 return to the show has been is a rebrand she, for our show that we all are Oh, this is great for my antibodies. And of I'm course, like, and of course, thank she God would... for the robots. Like she, when she was thinking, I have friends. And <laughs> no, I'm like I, no, come on, shut the fuck up. She's thinking, don't stop talking ever. She's thinking, like I, <laughs> I, 
have friends and I have some hot street goss that I'm going to share with you because I've had probably 37 tequilas, which is different from the like 36 that I thought I was going to enjoy. And I shared too much, but I was like, don't tell anybody. And you guys were like, well, you haven't told us yet. So of course we're going to agree to that because you haven't told us yet. And now you told us and now we're like, ooh, this is great plot. Like the people who are most producing that were Gina and Emily, who I don't begrudge and die for. Like I think that they were like this is something that we're gonna say because we don't want heather to be pissed us but more importantly this is like crazy fucking gossip this is gonna be the through line i don't think that was shannon doing that did she do it the night before the event because it was the first night of filming and she had gossip or she like just discovered this thing like maybe but i don't think shannon's a mastermind like that's what i love about her is like she's very bad at this and i love that about uh, her i, d- I don't do. i don't disagree that she's very bad at it i do think that she thought she was in a power position coming into this season because she was was like one of the OG legacy people and it was going to be in her and Heather. Being, I don't disagree with that. I and I think that, that she, I don't think that there's any version of events where she was, it's like, go. it's like, oh, we're going back to the office because the pandemic's over. Let me have drinks with my best work friends and talk, go talk shit about work. Oh, we're filming the next day and I got wasted and I'm mad that they brought a piece of information that came out. Like to me that it's just like, she's Shannon. I loved the way watching Heather get Shannon together in that email. I mean, that text message. It was amazing. Her text chain text email. It was amazing. It was so cool. It was great, but it was so mean. She's being so mean to my sweet Shannon. (laughs) Yeah, but Shannon, but Shannon does, but Shannon likes to throw rocks and then be like, I didn't mean it, Heather. Like my life's been in shambles for eight seasons. It has. Been. Yes, it and so, but all, it, it does not mean that you are not allowed to be held accountable for your behavior because you're sad. Everybody's sad, <laughs> and that's not everybody's got stuff, and her stuff can be worse than other people's. But she's Heather not. knew what she signed up for. If she didn't want Terry to get sued, he should be a better fucking doctor. Like, come on, doctors get sued all the time. They do, but he's also, like, maybe not good. If you've, like, read up on his Yelp reviews, he, like, maybe, like, forgot to, like, reattach a nose or, like, a boob oh, no. or something. Like, I know things happen. He was probably, like, I had to film. What do you want from me? Um, I was halfway there. Does that count? Like, I, I you know, the, the anger and frustration at Shannon for bringing this stuff, it's, like, guys play ball he he is a superstar in tv he has bots you didn't think that some of this shit was gonna come up like be better you know like <laughs> learn from melania be what was it be better or be best like be whatever do the thing with the stuff but or what whatever. is what is the better version of it being a better doctor and no, no, no. not like, what forgetting is the, what to is reattach Gina, the nose what are emily and gina's play for that they have that information and they don't bring it up Oh, no, I loved that they did it. But I do think that, like... You wish that Heather offered Shannon more grace? No, I I am... You're fine with her getting eviscerated. You just want to... You're just saying that Heather is doing too much. Well, I wouldn't argue in court that I am (laughs) fine with Shannon being sad. I do think it's, like, know that this is, like, way... Saying to someone on camera... I am not threatening to ruin your life, and I watched it happen, possibly gleefully. I am promising you I'm going to sue you for everything you ever thought you could ever get back with your new lemon company. I Like, you're not going to be able to afford one lemon, let alone nine, and, like, forget about the bowl. Go fuck yourself. Like, that is, like, super – sorry, again, using this special word. It's, like, the new weaponized um, – to, it's like super villain ask like it's wonderful it's like great tv but it's also like 
not it's Shannon wasn't thinking I I don't I truly don't think I read a a read a I wrote a thing for the dip about this like Shannon doesn't think strategically in that way like I just I think if she did she's just very bad oh come on though you've been on this show how long has she been on this show eight seasons so she should be better at you don't all you all we need for people is to be honest and be themselves that said if you're doing a job for eight seasons and not getting any better at it meaning you're not understanding how it works shame on you like (laughs) your job is to your job is to be authentic no her job is to be she's authentically bad at this she doesn't you don't want housewives to always be good at the game the game is watching them often be oh, bad okay you're shannon right shannon is shannon's worst enemy she married david Bador. okay you're right she you're right that laid she- down in front of a gravestone in weird marriage therapy boot camp weekend vacation and then made her children film a scene of daddy apologizing for fucking another woman shannon is doing her job her life has ended six times over and now she has a new company and i love that you're right it's just i think that it's hard to uh, the idea that someone that someone being you would defend her in this particular like situation is interesting to me because it's you're right she is bad at it and that's what we want we want her to be bad at it but to me it's like funny to watch (laughs) get uh, this story because heather just like cuts her down and it's like gosh heather she has nothing it's hilarious i mean she does she has a, a wonderful life she has a boyfriend she seems to love and she has her three kids and weird she has me. a dog that she him. almost lost because i mean it, it's like she has a new company that seems like it's thriving it's on qvc or home shopping network or one or both so like all of those things are great um but yeah HSN. I it's interesting though i the idea that heather is a villain it's like i don't like love heather i'm not standing heather either but I did like think I just think it's so funny. Like the text message was so funny because it was so ridiculous. Well, that's the thing is that Heather's very ridiculous, and it's like she will never let the mouse go. She's like, I pay for that mouse's entire. That mouse has like eight rooms in her thirty-five thousand bajillion square foot mansion. Like she, it, it is Heather who she. Heather came back with a lot of very real power and a lot of an imagined idea of how that power will play. And she's not wrong. Like, look at how the cast is reacting to her. Look at what Noella will surely do to try to make amends for drunkenly mere a mere day after her husband, like, threw a fucking uh, legal notice at her or whatever. Like, she's going to... She's gonna have to pay the pop or not pay the popper. Rob from Peter to pay whatever. Pay Um, the whomever. You know, it's like it's like let us have this moment of knowing that Heather's a piece of shit. And I just have to say sidebar, and then continue to tell me I'm wrong because I'm sure that you're right. But I just have to say that it had only occurred to me because someone posted this. I'm so ashamed, and I just want to say. Shannon, we need to have a conversation. Did you know that the logo, the illustration for her company, the weird fucking weird flower thing is actually nine lemons? Did you no. know that fucking? It's supposed to be. And I am her super stan. I stand for Shan. Hashtag stand for Shan. Like, I had no idea. And Shannon, we need to have a conversation because if I didn't know that, nobody knew it is all I have to say. Anyway, continue on. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, well, I did not know about the Nine Lemons uh, logo, and I'm into it. Um, my question was that you had you had started talking about OC and asking me about my thoughts on Noella, 
and teased that you had, didn't have thoughts, which obviously meant you have so many. But then we kind of got off on the Heather rant. What do you think about Noelle? Like, where is, what is your position on her um, currently? I think we all have to remember, as you so aptly said, that she is very, or was rather, very good friends with Bronwyn. And I feel like there is some elements of Noella that I'm like, not taking anything away from how fucking shitty her husband obviously was. And they were having this weird War of the Roses Instagram fight that looks just fucking wild. You cannot have this much chaos and drama you need a one season of an illusion. Like, obviously mm. she wasn't thinking strategically when her husband surprised her with a divorce, but like, it's just so much. We don't know who you are. So like, this is just chaotic at this point, but there's something about her that I'm like, we just need to remember that she's like, she was real good friends with Bronwyn. And I think that they are probably similar personalities in, you know, the TV of it all, which God bless, that's almost the new generation of housewives is people desperate to being on a very specific kind of show for a very specific reason. And totally. God, God bless them for it. You can't get around it. It's just reality when it comes to like the enticement of this specific particular form of reality TV. But I just, I'm curious about her is I have like a little bit of like a, uh, uh, like something's happening here that I want to understand more about, but we can't because we're only going to be talking about the divorce now until the end of time. Understandably, show I just like want to understand we, we, her. We weren't and I don't. Yeah, we weren't able to like get to know her husband or her children or anything really about her real life before the veil was lifted. Do you have any quick thoughts about Jen or um, Nicole as like new additions? You lost me at quick. Um, do I have <laughs> any, <laughs> any thoughts about Jen or Nicole? Jen, I really don't have any thoughts. Like. I'm just like, why are you here? But she's a body in the room, and I think that's great for her. And her husband doesn't have a shirt, and that's her primary storyline. Um, and I think that's wonderful. I love that she's a doctor. And maybe all the scenes that we'll get is her being a doctor, which I love. Um, I don't I don't in any way care about her at all, nor do I care about the tension with her and Noella, except that, as we know, because they were both good friends with Bronwyn or had like some – off-camera friendship or something maybe that has something to do with them like fighting for camera time or there's some sort of weird tension I, I truly do not care I, I don't mean that as an insult I just like don't I forget that she's there yeah which maybe is necessary honestly I don't mean that as like a maybe that's a good thing I, I think she could be one and done I don't see her coming back for a second season but I also well, think we this is episode five give Dr. Jen a chance as you so accurately said, I'm a historian and a scholar. So everything that I say is right. I'm, I I'm sort of fascinated by Nicole and the fact that it seems like she got fired in the middle of this filming for some she reason. She allegedly quit or something. Oh, no, wait, but maybe she quit because she was fired. I, I don't know. know. She walked off because she was a dick. Oh, something. I didn't I know that. I just want to know what the deal is with that because it's weird to me that she's the center and not getting to talk at all as in a confessional. But I was into her telling Heather that um noella called her a um uh what did she say fake a fake bitch. bitch because i think or could have been fucking bitch i don't know some kind of no some, i think you're uh, right i think it, I, I think it was fake bitch and i think and i think that it was so interesting because it's just like you know the, the show the show doesn't when you try to keep a secret it never goes well because it someone else is going to get to the person sooner and then you'll look like an asshole when it airs on tv so jen was just like i don't think she's even gonna remember this but i need you to know and it's like i you're so right that you watched Heather get mad, but also like Nicole acknowledged that 
Noella had like found out her husband left her like the day before and was literally blackout drunk and would never remember doing it. So I was just, I thought it was like, I thought it was actually like a pro move opposed to just sort of being like, maybe this won't air. We're both new. She's wasted. She was like, I got to tell, <laughs> I got to tell Heather. It's got to do it. I thought it was a pro move. I don't know what to think of Nicole. Like allegedly she was like nuts or something, but what does that even mean to be nuts in Orange County? Like, like what does it mean to be at, like on a reality show and be labeled as nuts? Honestly, you know? it's like a that's that's a positive. Is that not a benefit? You want people that are willing to let their freak flag fly and interpret you that as you will. And I just mean that in the sense of like she was difficult. Like I don't know. We live in the age of Ramona, so like what does difficult even mean? Like these people are monsters and we love them. Um Damien, listen, I could talk to you all day, but I literally have screamed multiple times, which my immune system is like, where am I? What's happening? Um, <laughs> I do also have to shout out, literally none of you guys can see it, but maybe I'll put it on social. I am showing photos of the Clawfist this week, which I'm very excited about and includes participation from a housewife, which you guys will hear more about on social in the next AG. But I'm just like very into looking at the Zoom background and... um. Uh, oh my God, I completely, this is literally my COVID brain as I'm going to fuck up the name of one of my literal favorite accounts who I just did a collab with. Milk and Honey. Call me. Milk, I know I was going to say Milk and Honey. Neither of, I can have honey. Um, uh, Milk and Don't Call Me Honey sent me the print of Kim Kardashian, the illustration that Milk has on their Etsy account. It's not bad for a girl with no talent. And I've just been watching that smiling the entire time that we recorded. So I just need to shout out Milk. It's really helpful for you guys since um, this is an audio podcast. Um, Damian Bellino, there's literally, I cannot believe I just recorded. I can't believe I'm allegedly going to edit this. I don't know how that's going to happen or where those resources are going to be pulled from inside my tum, But um, there's no one I'd rather record with after my COVID break, COVID breakdown or COVID breakthrough, technically and literally a breakthrough infection, but, um, no one I'd rather record with than you. My, my pleasure. Sweet, Thanks my sweet, so much sweet, for OG. having me. What a blast. What is, this is a special episode because it's a COVID spectacular is what it is, is the official title of it. Sarah had COVID. She's feeling positive about this app and hopefully testing negative immediately after it. Um, Damien, tell me a little bit about what's going on with your pod in your neck of the woods. Guests to look forward to um, what's happening, where folks can listen, some recent episodes, upcoming episodes. Tell me everything. You can find, you might know her from wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this one, you can listen to mine there. Um, every episode we interview a different um, actress or non-cis male performer and we talk, um, you know, we talk about the industry, we talk about Hollywood gossip. Um, some recent episodes we have interviewed Constance Marie. She plays Selena's mom in Selena. She has been in literally everything and like any trailblazing Latinx show she has been in. We've interviewed um, Ana Ortiz, who was on Ugly Betty and Devious Maids, and she's also on Love, Victor. Uh, we interviewed Amy Brenneman recently, and um, upcoming we have... Uh, a bunch of amazing people. We have Francis Fisher from Titanic. We have mm. um, Colleen Camp from Clue. So uh, it's um it is like a real passion project. And we have interviewed housewives adjacent people such as Eileen Davidson. So get into it and um check it out and see if it's uh, your cup of tea. If you like me having a lot of long, loud, often <laughs> wrong opinions, then I think you might <laughs> like it. And where can people listen? Wherever you listen, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find it. 
Amazing. And where can people follow you on social? You are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all of the things at Damian Bellino and it's Damian with an A. Amazing. And guys, while you're following Damien, give me a follow on Instagram at Dame Galley. I am going to have saved to highlights in all sincerity. Um, one of my favorite housewives catchphrases. Um, uh, a lot of things that helped me. Many thanks to all of you for sending me some tips uh, through the COVID journey that I have been on. And thanks to all of you for being so understanding during the break. Um, two new episodes, uh, catching up for last time, are going to go up on the AG Patreon this week. The number one way to support uh, yours truly, that'd be me. Um, the joy of indie producing is that literally when I get sick, everything stops. So um, patreon.com, the number one way to support the pod. Uh, $2 a month gets you my love and support. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes. $10 a month gets you four. And there's the premium level, the People's People's Patreon couch, where you can record a Patreon episode with yours truly. Patreon.com slash Girls. Also, you know what I just found um, while I was getting big, big things happening in the office this week, now that I'm out of quarantine, feeling great, um, by which I mean uh, fatigued and exhausted. Um, uh, A.G. Heather, who is a wonderful, super supportive Andy's Girls um, listener, came to the live show and gave me the sweetest card and a gift that I don't think I opened. I opened and read the card and loved it. And I forgot to open the gift, which I just found while you were telling us all about your amazing podcast, which I love. And I don't know that I've smelled it, but she gave me a vial of La Dame. <gasps> amazing. And I think I should, should I smell it on this audio podcast, which is so helpful because now I've talked about the print that you guys can't watch or can't see, but you can definitely buy. And I'm just going to, sp- I'm going to spray it. I'm going to spray a little La Dame because hello. Year of the cackle, 2022, year of this dame, <laughs> if not Ladam. I'm going to spray it, Damien. It's pretend you can smell it through the Zoom. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. This is like when oh, you I gifted me like- Vicky's perfume. I gifted you Vicky's perfume and you could smell it through the wrapping, which was a, a great example of the absolute tragedy that was to come when you actually smelled the bottle of V by Vicky. Um, It actually doesn't smell bad. It's powdery, which we can expect because I think – Candace or somebody called it powdery, which was the, an apt uh, uh, descriptor. It actually doesn't smell bad. I thought it was going to be terrible. It's not bad. Does it arguably spell good? I don't love powdery fragrances. Mm, mm. I like a fresh um, Tom Ford on Overstock.com, like citrus thing or something. I don't love fruity. I don't love powdery, but. No complaints. About, I didn't try it on my skin because I don't know. Not to say that could impact my recovery, but I'm not. We're not, not taking any that. chances. Not taking any chances over here at post COVID HQ, but not bad. Thanks to AG Heather. Um, I'm sure that was really delightful for you guys to listen to me smell something again. If I haven't said it for the eighth time on an audio podcast. But listen, guys, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley right after you follow Damien. Um, and or before and uh (laughs) i hope everybody's hanging in thanks again to everyone for their for their patience um i cannot believe we just recorded i have literally not spoken this much in literal years absolute uh, literal years but also have been in the fetal position for over a week and a half and um there was nobody i wanted to record with when i was back then you my sweet sweet og of the ag angel so um 
Well, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. You are so welcome. Wow. Can't wait to have you come back so we can scream about Shannon again soon. And to everybody listening, I hope you're all hanging in. You know, the numbers are what they are. So just find as much joy as you possibly can, hopefully as safely as possible. Please get your booster if you haven't gotten it, if you're able to. And wear a surgical mask uh, because those are great. Or a K9 N95 canine dog whatever I called Shannon a labradoodle it's fine whatever is the mask that works for you works for me just wear one um and hang in there guys because um uh we're going through some stuff right now um isn't that beautifully stated wow we're going through if I titled episodes which I should maybe start um it would start with we're going through some stuff right now uh but I'm just thinking of all of you and want to thank you all again for um sending me so much love uh during the last week and a half which has been wild um and also uh the holiday card came out which i talked about and um if you want to see it on social it's worth seeing it included a sticker okay it included a sticker that's maybe like one of the best things i've ever done in my life (laughs) so look for that on social in the meantime hang in there i need a new phrase to end the episodes with why what's wrong with bye-bye Oh, that's fine. But like another one. If anybody can think of one, let me know. Because if I haven't said it enough, I just endured COVID. Okay. And I'm not thinking at my peak intelligence capacity, which is usually 37%. I'm now at like 22.6. Um, hang in there, guys. And I guess I'm going to do the ending thing, which is apparently how I ended episodes and didn't remember, but it's been a while. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.